Hey there, Denisa here from the communications team in Vancouver. I know you're probably expecting the deep, soothing voice of Jonathan Anthony to take you through another episode of the podcast, but this is a special edition episode in honor of International Women's Day, so Jonathan decided it would be best to let someone else do the talking this time around. You're stuck with me for the next little while, but I do hope you stick around because I've got some fantastic stories lined up for you. Over the next, say, 20 minutes or so, you'll hear from our colleagues across the globe stories of ambition, authenticity, and tenacity. So, with that said, let's jump straight into it. Hey Saul, maybe you should make my voice sound a lot deeper. Think I could pass for Jonathan? (laughs) Maybe you should make my voice sound a lot deeper. This year's theme for International Women's Day is hashtag balance for better. Better the balance, better the world. How will you celebrate women's achievements on March 8th while calling for a more gender balanced world? Well, the celebration part is fairly easy. The balance part, perhaps not so much. The shipping industry has a structural issue, though I'm going to go out on a limb and safely say the shipping industry is certainly not alone in this. My guess is that 99% of seafarers are men, certainly in the oil and gas shipping side of things. Many of those seafarers come ashore to technical and operational jobs, so we have a similar imbalance in many corporate parts of the industry too. You do see the gender imbalance on shore as well, take for example our SLT or senior leadership team, of whom only one is female. Ingvild Sather, CEO of TK Offshore. I recently sat down with Ingvild and learned a little bit more about her experience. Coming from a place like Norway, which is generally regarded as much more progressive in the gender politics realm, perhaps compared to the rest of the world, she certainly brings an interesting perspective. But even so, she touches on this idea of oneliness or the experience of being the only woman in the room on many occasions. Here's Ingvild. I think most of the time, I don't think about it as being a woman or not being a woman. Uh, So I don't think about it as being something special from my point of view. Uh, I've never really experienced any barriers or any uh, that I had to prove anything more because I'm a woman in TK because I felt all along that that has not been a factor it's really about what you uh, achieve of results and and how you contribute that that is what's important in TK is my experience Um, but what has maybe been the most difficult Thing in in various stages has been that you are the only one around the table, either in a leadership team or in like in, in the SLT now with the TK or when you're in a board meeting, um, and and it's a bit of wandliness. You have one type of perspective that is maybe different from the other people around the table. Uh, I think that has been the the most, the thing I have reflected most on. So did that lead you to change your approach to how you show up at the table at all? 
I remember especially when I was new to the leadership team uh, just after TK acquired uh, Navion that was an international leadership uh, team um, and I felt very um, uh, different at that point from the rest of the of the members of the team uh, and I and for instance they watched uh, ice hockey when we had the team buildings and uh, went to the pub and to the to the pub um, and 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 the discussions were just a bit foreign for me uh, and then I had a long debate with myself and to, to how can I influence here? How do I best influence? Do I need to change to be the same way as they are? Because that's the rules around the table. Or do I uh, be who I am? And uh, if that doesn't fit in here, it doesn't fit in. And I'll take the consequence of, uh, of that. And that was a pretty big uh, uh, dilemma because I wanted to be with TK, I wanted to be part of that leadership team, I wanted to be successful. Uh, but I, I decided I can only be happy if I am who I am, and um, that is what I've done ever since, I think. Uh, and it has been a very important decision because then you don't need to spend energy on trying to be something else. <laughs> and I think that is just so difficult to try to be something you're not. But I remember um, a conversation we had earlier, and I thought you brought up such a great point that um, sometimes, perhaps, as women, we tend to get in our own way um, in terms of whether we think we're, we're up to the task and we only take something on if we're 100% confident that we can we can take it. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and, and your views on that? Yeah, no, I, I think that is very, or research shows that we have, men and women have very different uh, um, attitude towards um, taking on new things and where uh, women often think that uh, I haven't done that before so I'm not sure if I can do it. I think my approach has always been um, how, how bad can it go? Uh, what's the worst thing that could happen? Uh, and when you take that perspective, you maybe dare to do more things. And I think that is uh, one of the blockers that we put in our way ourselves, uh, not to jump when we have uh, opportunities. Uh, so I think we can all be a bit more daring. Let's pause there for a second. Imposter syndrome be damned, Ingwild is right. We can all be a little bit more daring. We can all push a little more, aim a little higher. Chances are we've all got some untapped potential within ourselves and are capable of a lot more. Have you ever found yourself in that situation where you realized you were kind of questioning yourself whether you are able to take something new on or anything like that? Absolutely, I think I've been in that situation for every new job I've taken on and, and you, you feel you're getting in way over your head and you, um, you're not sure if you can do it and how to do it and how to find the way. 
but that's the same for everyone. It's not that's not only for women. That's for everyone, <laughs> and it's those painful transitions that we're going through. And then, why shouldn't? So, so the other way to to look at it is why why shouldn't I be able to do it if someone else can do it? Uh, is there anyone who is better qualified to do it? So it, it is something about our own mindset uh, going in or taking on challenges. Right. While we're on the topic of challenges, when it comes to balancing out the gender ratio, I certainly don't have all the answers. But maybe this is a good place to start. Consider Ingvild's advice as we talked about the changing dynamics of our industry and potential opportunities for women on the horizon. Do you see the market changing? So we know that um, on, our, on our gas fleet, for example, is one of the fleets that has the biggest percentage of, of women seafarers, yeah. women at sea. We have quite a few in, in Norway as well, I think. Um, do yeah. you see that changing in the near future? or? So I think I would refer to when I visited Manila last time, because that was a fantastic experience. Uh, first of all, they have a lot of uh, uh, female uh, seafarers on board our shuttle tankers uh, and I met some of them in the office uh, there. The leadership team in Manila has more women than men on it uh, and uh, I experienced them to be extremely well uh, well they, they know so well what's going on in TK and on our fleet and uh, uh, are so um, up there in, in every sense. So I think it's actually quite similar in, in the Philippines as it is in Norway. It's not a debate anymore whether you're a man or a woman or if you want to sail as a female cadet or an engineer, uh, that is possible and uh, no one would find it uh, strange. Uh, so that also shows that it is a bit up to us as women to what we engage in and how we put up our hand and what we uh, say yes to. Uh, so that is really the advice that I want to give to everyone, all the women in TK and in the industry, raise your hand and put yourself, say, out, there. Put yourself out there. Yeah, I, I came to, to the conclusion that I can only be myself for good and bad, uh, and and I think that is really the best advice I could uh, give I as one advice, and and the other advice is that uh, put your hand up and uh, put yourself out there, and even if you are not sure how you're going to do it, uh, try and fail, and uh, then you will succeed. When I think of those knowledgeable and switched-on Filipino colleagues who have put their hands up, like Ingvild says, and put themselves out there, assistant engineer Phil Marie Carpo comes to mind. It's perhaps not always easy for a woman to live and work in a predominantly male environment such as a ship. Balancing out the gender ratio and breaking glass ceilings certainly takes resilience. Lucky for us, resilience is something that Phil Marie has. In buckets. But don't take my word for it. Here she is, describing her experience of working her way through some of these dynamics. At first, it was just difficult. This resilience is very important. Like, if you fall, then you have to bring yourself up. But if you're used to male's environment, 
it will just be as brothers. The gender for now is uh, not really a big deal anymore. People will surprise, yeah, but uh, working with uh, a girl is a pleasure. <laughs> While we're talking about Filipinos, here is another amazing colleague, Ronalyn Pastorfide. Ronalyn is being sponsored through our Future Leaders Program in the Philippines. She's an aspiring officer with big dreams and the drive and determination to make them happen. Here she is talking about her experience and what being a future leader means to her. I finished my three-year academic uh, requirement uh, last 2016 and it took me uh, almost a year to find a shipping company until I found TK. And within that year, I've been to different parts of Manila. I also sent uh, over 400 uh, emails to companies uh, listed under POEA's um, registered shipping companies. We have that uh, in the Philippines. It seems that uh, they want to instill in my mind that this profession is not uh, right for women. Until fortunately, I found TK. Here at TK, I felt no discouragements. I felt no discriminations for CK uh, gave me the chance and the opportunity to prove myself and go beyond my limitations. I am a future leader of TK because I am a risk taker. I am hardworking. I will be one of the competent officer, but I will not limit myself to be one of the competent uh, officer of TK. I will let myself be one of the leader who will lead uh, TK to success. When I hear stories like Ronalyn's, I can't help but be filled with incredible pride and hope for the future. This attitude of, here I am, I'm doing this, and I'm going to work as hard as it takes to be a positive change in the grand scheme of things, is something I appreciate so much. And can you reach the top as a woman at sea, like Ingvild has done on shore? Well, we don't have any female captains yet, but... Women like Estefania Blanco-Garcia and Cristina Silva-Martinez are working on that. What about the future? What's your plan? Oh. Reach the are highest. The Maybe, why not? Yeah, why not? The highest you can. Yeah, but for me, at least continue sailing. I really love. Always because you are a woman, the people told you, why you don't uh, look for a job in shore or in the office or something like that? No, I don't want. I like my job. I, was, uh, I want to be <laughs> seafarer during a long time. No rush. <laughs> <laughs> International Women's Day has the hashtag balance for better for a reason. Things aren't equal in the world. However, and honestly, not by design or through editorializing, when we discuss opportunity and experience with women in TK, there is an emerging theme. That being, a woman is, or at least should be, a reality rather than a big deal. And that's got to count for something. Take, for example, Carmen Plush, one of our experienced IT leaders who has run many of our IT applications, cybersecurity, and digital transformation projects over the years. Growing up in a communist Romania, this is my background, makes me somewhat blind to the challenges of being a woman in a technical field. So growing up, growing up, I never had doubts that a good education 
um, can take you far. Um, I never doubted that uh, professional advancement is possible. And I didn't see gender-based barriers. So in a way, you know, I may be missing something, but that may be good news. Yeah. Um, promotion of women. So there are many things wrong about communist societies, but uh, promotion of women was something which I've seen, which happened in my family and people around me. So I can tell you more about, and I take more pleasure speaking about being a woman working for DK around the world. So the beautiful outfits and accessories and shoes you can find on Buchanan Street in Glasgow or Chinatown in Singapore or the little boutique shops on the little cobblestone streets in Stavanger is awesome. And I take pleasure in doing that. I really, and I'm really grateful for that experience. Yeah. So you, do you see Carmen is a double whammy in the balance for better equation, both a woman in IT and a woman in shipping. Those two fields combined are quite rare, yet she makes it work, and more power to her for that. More to come from Carmen in future episodes as we discuss all things digital. Let's conclude closer to home. Not in the embrace of the TK family, but in our real-life family at home. Every year at the office Christmas party in Vancouver, a senior leader addresses the audience with some brief remarks, reflecting on the year, thanking everyone for their hard work. But there's always one line that I find really poignant, which is when they thank colleagues' family members. Because we truly cannot effectively do what we do without the support of our partners and families. One of our recurring themes inside the company and on this podcast is that family vibe, and for good reason. When I think about the families of our seafarers who are away at sea for months on end, when I think about the resilience and fortitude, a seafarer's family comes to mind. Raising kids alone, dealing with family emergencies, school exams. When 98% of seafarers are men, overwhelmingly it's the women who keep the family home running. On this day of celebrating women, we would be remiss not to talk about what the life of a seafaring wife is like of those whose lives must orient around their husband's work. We'll let Hemlata Mohan share her reflections, although from a slightly unusual position. Hemlata sailed regularly with her chief engineer husband. She too went to sea. Just before he retired a couple of years ago, Hemlata wrote to us from on board the Australian Spirit, thinking about her own retirement from the merchant navy life. We asked her to record her thoughts, so here she is, in her own words. It's a funny feeling I find myself with nowadays. Sad and sweet, but certainly not sour, as I contemplate the undeniable fact that as my husband, a merchant marine engineer of 42 years, chief engineer on oil tankers for 28 years, 24 of them with TK Shipping retires in a few weeks at the end of his tenure on Australian Spirit, I too retire as a seafarer's wife. And it's as much as my retirement as it is his. I feel very grateful for the choice I made to embrace this way of life because the man in my life loves his job, because he's great at it, and because over and over again, it has proven to be wise to enjoy it and make it your own as part of the life of a seafarer, rather than treat it as an ordeal with an I can't bear this kind of attitude. 
The merchant navy way of life has shaped both our children and my life in many ways. Given the fact that we were in a sink or swim situation, we chose to swim. I learned to be project manager at home, juggling finances, building two homes, raising three children, filling out college applications, running a small business, and planning our daughter's wedding on my own. All with my husband as the remote advisor and the so-called final say. It was terrific teamwork. Who says we are the weaker sex or that there is no gender equality? I was the man at home. On a more serious note, being on my own has helped me tackle problems with calm resolution, find solutions, and overcome fears. The children depended on me and I had to be strong. It's a success simply because I have, at the end of it all, enjoyed being a merchant navy officer's wife. I write this to young women everywhere who have reservations about being part of a seafarer's life. And my advice is dare to say yes. Good things will come of making his life your own and loving it enough to build your own life around it. I write this for my peers, merchant Navy officer wives, who share my feelings of joy and pride and who, like me, form the backbones of their men's choice of life. I write this on board Australian spirit, driven by an empty nest, back to the only life I know, sailing. I write this knowing my life's biodata will always end with this byline. 38 years of sailing experience at sea with my husband, chief engineer on oil tankers. Yes, I write this because it's my retirement too. CEO, engineer, seafarer, future leader, technologist, supportive partner holding the family unit together. These are all descriptors we use to articulate who we are as women. Being a woman is never an all-encompassing identity, yet we embrace it with open arms as a part of who we are. Diverse citizens with unique histories and global perspectives. And in those we met today, it just so happens that our paths serendipitously intersect at the transnational crossroads we've come to know as the TK family. Thanks for tuning in and spending the time with us today. To everyone listening, we wish you a very happy International Women's Day. May you all have balance for better in your own lives. If you have recommendations of who we should include in the podcast in the future, please let us know. Everyone has a story to tell. People like us who do things like this. Jonathan will be back again soon with a regularly scheduled episode. Until then, take care.